Seven generation listeners, I'm back with a new episode. I don't know what episode I'm on. Episode, what? I think it's 14. So, what is my episode on tonight? Well, really, nothing in particular. I just got myself a new mic stand. $13 just came. Amazon Prime. It's actually pretty cool. You know, uh, I don't have the money to invest in one of those fancy uh, mic holders, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. So, uh, so I invested instead in a really inexpensive mic stand. So now I'm not hunching over when I do my podcast. So anyway, I thought I would try it out and talk about whatever comes to my mind. But yeah, this pod... Um, excuse me, this mic stand is it's pretty cool. It's um, definitely allowing me to adjust a little easier. Yeah, that's cool. Right on. So um, I've invested so far in my podcast a $60 microphone in a $13 microphone stand that's adjustable as opposed to that crappy little tripod that came with my um my mic and my mic is you know probably just okay i mean some professional podcaster would probably listen to this and think jesus he needs to work on his fucking audio it sucks <clears throat> excuse me probably does suck but you know i can't tell the difference i'm not an audio guy i'm new to podcasting um I'm looking maybe to invest in it, but as of right now, I'm just making do with what I have. And anyway, it's been fun. I enjoy it. It allows me to, um, I don't know, reach maybe new people, new listeners. Um, you know, I some people say, well, don't you think it's a little arrogant to think that you, you got something to say that is interesting? It might very well be, fuck, I don't know. Um, I am a teacher. I, I do have uh, some knowledge. I think that I know a little bit about what's going on in the world. Um, you know, this whole, I guess, life journey of mine has been about, you know, searching for information and knowledge and, you know, attempting to become wiser, looking to kind of decipher, you know, life's code, so to speak. And so... Um, and I get paid to talk. Uh, that's what I do for a living. So this kind of natural podcasting. Um, am I particularly funny? Do I have a good voice? No, I don't think I'm particularly funny. I don't particularly think I have a very good voice. In fact, my last podcast, I had some people criticize my voice and say I was monotone and I was boring to listen to. Well, oh, well, it's my voice. It's born with it. Um, Maybe if I get myself a fancy podcast machine, one of those, you know, Rode Podcaster Pros, um, which I might invest in sometime in the future. Just got to make sure I actually want to continue to do this podcast thing because I'm certainly not one of those types of people who will go invest a bunch of money in something and then, you know, two days later, I'm like, well, I don't really want to do that. 
And so whatever it is that you invest in just sits in your closet or your garage or wherever else in your house. And you just look at it and go, what a waste of money. But if I do, then maybe I can play with my voice and make it more radio friendly. So, but until then, uh, we're stuck with crappy audio, a $60 mic, but I got me a new mic stand. So anyway, that's really the main reason why I decided to podcast tonight. But I do have some thoughts about some things that are going on. Right now, we have a bunch of fires up here in the Sierra foothills. Literally, um, hundreds of families are evacuated, are evacuating. And um, we have hundreds of firefighters out there looking to contain this massive, massive fire that's just engulfing the Sierra foothills and uh, the Sierra National Forest. I and my sister and my parents had to evacuate yesterday. Um, from what I'm hearing, everybody is safe. So for the families, uh, my heart goes out to you who are had to leave your homes. Uh, for the firefighters and your families, um, you know, we're hoping the best for you all and uh, hopefully we can get this fire well not weak because I'm not doing a damn thing except for breathing in this horrible smoke but hopefully they will get this thing under control sometime soon um, but it is definitely disturbing you know you walk outside and it's just like ash and haze and I was having trouble breathing <clears throat> I've been training jujitsu the last two days probably not a wise thing to do probably taking years off my life but um, today I was having a little trouble breathing. Um, nevertheless, uh, there's other people out there that have bigger problems than me having a little difficulty catching my breath. So again, my heart goes out to the people who had to leave your, your homes. And I hope that this thing is under control soon. That way people can go back home and, um, and hopefully they have a home to go back to. Anyway, the situation definitely sucks. It's really terrible. And usually once every four or five years, a fire comes along. I think it was like five years ago, we had a pretty bad fire. Um, and uh, now looks like uh, it's uh, come again. But this one, uh, from what I've been told, I have one of my jujitsu students is a hotshot. And I don't mean like he's a hot shot, like he thinks he's hot shit or anything. Like he's actually a hot shot firefighter. And these are kind of like your, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to insult um, SEAL team, but I think these are like the SEAL team of firefighters. These guys jump out of airplanes and they do a lot of dangerous stuff. But anyway, one of my students is a hot shot. And we were talking tonight and he was saying that this is probably one of the worst fires in this area. Um, but it's been, um, kind of brewing. I mean, we've had a drought, we have all this underbrush that's been building up for probably decades. The native American population in the area, in this area and throughout California, really throughout North America, use fire to control and to enhance their ecosystems. Fire was, uh, at one time our friend. Now fire seems to be our enemy. So old man fire has kind of turned on us, but partly because we just haven't used old man fire in the way that we once used him. He was once a friend, an ally, and the native people would take care of the underbrush. They did these control burns. 
and there's a lot of evidence, even like the Great Plains area where there's just nothing but grass, that that whole ecosystem was in part created by Native Americans and that Native people, along with other uh, keystone species like the bison, were instrumental in maintaining this really incredible, beautiful, well-maintained ecosystem, right? And I always, always assumed that you know, nature just kind of did its thing and that human beings were just kind of just sitting on the sidelines and we were just kind of enjoying the the fruits of, of, of nature. But what I've learned is, is that, you know, human beings were kind of a keystone species ourselves and we've, um, uh, we all interact with our environment in some way. In some ways it's very destructive, but Native Americans um, in many ways were able to not only live in balance with the land, but they found a way to enhance their ecosystems, to create an oasis, if you will, through the use of fire. And of course, there's all these other methods as well. I mean, these giant sequoias can't grow um, without fire. So fire is, is essential. But old man fire's turned on us. And you can see like all of California whether you're in the Central Valley or you're in the South or you're in the North, there's fires everywhere. Sorry, I'm drinking some water. I'm always dehydrated. Um, partly because of my jujitsu and partly because I'm not, I don't um, drink enough water, darn it. Um, but yeah, so what's happened is, is that these ecosystems just haven't been properly managed. So when Native Americans in California are colonized and are are forced off their traditional homelands and are murdered and killed and raped, do the history of California Native Americans. One of the worst genocides happens here in California. I mean, we celebrate the gold rush and we have um, these field trips over to the missions, right? We uh, go to Sutter's Mill where you know gold was supposedly discovered. But Native people have been here forever. This is their land. And they were the caretakers of this land. And they had this really deep, you know, symbiotic relationship with their ecosystems. And they had found a way to live in balance. And they had found a way to use old man fire. Maybe maybe use isn't the right word. Maybe the better way of putting it. They found a way to um, develop a healthy relationship with old man fire. And they cleared the underbrush. Right, they cured the the trees of any kind of disease, and now you just see our ecosystems—they're a mess. I mean, when I was a kid and I used to go camping at Dinky Creek, where the hell is Dinky Creek? Well, if you don't know, don't go there. Um, it's one of my favorite places on earth. I used to go camping there as a kid, and you know, it's just—it was a, to me one of the most beautiful, amazing places. We would go hiking and. We would um, go swimming, and it was just always a good time. But now, you, you know, I, I I go to Dinky Creek, and I go to Shaver, I go to Huntington, and you can just tell just our ecosystems are just a mess. You can tell they haven't been well uh, managed and taken care of. In fact, you know, white folks were so fearful of Native Americans starting fires that one of the first laws that they pass is to forbid Native people from starting fires not knowing, again, the, um, the environmental management tool that was being employed by Native people. Now we're paying the price 
uh, today with all these fires. So again, according to my buddy, this was bound to happen. It was just a matter of time. And sadly, uh, we're seeing, um, again, hundreds of families fleeing, people who are having to be flown out by helicopter. It's kind of scary. It really, really is. I had somebody tell me today um, at my gym, you know, the world is falling apart. I mean, literally, it's on fire and you got protests and it's just like, you know, everything just seems to be crumbling around us. And, you know, I just, I thought about that for a second. I was like, oh, man, that's kind of true. You know, it just seems like, you know, these fires are, are kind of a metaphor for what's happening around the world. Like the world is on fire. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, fuck that, man. No, it's like, you know, things have always been fucked up in this country and nobody really wants to admit that. We, we just want to to kind of live in the moment. We have no concept of history, it seems. We're so fucking ahistorical. The world has been on fire for indigenous people since 1492, if we're using fire as a metaphor. You know, we've been in these incinerators, you know, whether it's a reservation or it's a, a mission, right? For decades, literally for centuries. Um, there's been communities who have been in dire need of resources and dire need of assistance and help forever. And their lives have metaphorically been on fire. And now it just seems like today because of, you know, the protests and, you know, COVID-19 and, and just all the crazy shit you see in the media, whether it's social media or it's on one of our, you know, corporate media outlets or whatever. And so there's just like this thought going around, oh, the world is falling apart. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a civil war in this country. The fact is there's been a civil war going on in this country since its birth. And we just haven't been aware of it. Right. You have people who have power and you have people who don't fucking have power. They don't have shit. You have people who once controlled this land and it was wrestled away from them in the worst way, in a genocidal way. Okay. And, and so for us now to think, oh, somehow like these problems just are just coming to bear today. Um, again, it's just a, it's a lack of knowledge of history. And even I kind of bought into it. I was thinking, man, the world's fucking falling apart. Well, no, um, you know, the world has been falling apart for people again since 1492 for indigenous communities since the birth of the transatlantic slave trade i mean we had slavery in this country i've been reading this book called stamped from the beginning by ibram kendi and it's just an incredible historical overview of racist ideas and where they originate from and where they come from and some of this history is just so fucking wild it's just so crazy but it just shows you how fucked up this country has been for a long time even before we became a country you know our founding fathers have been lauded and praised for you know liberty and justice and freedom these are the same motherfuckers who owned human beings human souls as slaves and who were murdering and killing indigenous people and stealing their land so 
I mean, and, and, and I know what some people are saying out there, hey, that's, you know, revisionist history and, you know, that they were just, you know, men of their times. And I'm like, well, tell that to the fucking people being murdered. You know, tell that to the people being, you know, enslaved. I mean, Thomas fucking Jefferson over here wrote in the, the notes on the state of Virginia how black people were inferior, right? How white people and black people would never, ever be able to coexist equally. At the same time, he was sleeping with one of his slaves, Sally Hemings, and having children that he owned as slaves. So, I mean... Some twisted shit, man. I mean, truly. Some twisted, twisted shit. And all these racist ideas that we've had in this country, it's all been about social control. It's all about controlling people's fucking lives. That's what it's about. It's about controlling people. It's about dehumanizing people so some people can get rich. And one of the main fucking reasons why Thomas Jefferson, the man of freedom right was so reluctant to give up his slaves is because his slaves made his life easier they did everything for him right they made him money and all the way up until his death he was okay with owning human souls as property um so anyway if you have a chance it's it's actually it's a fairly readable book um, again, stamped from the beginning, Ibram Kendi, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America. It's a tremendous book. I'm not even through it. It's like 500 pages long. I'm about halfway through. And um, But yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty sad, but it shows, it, it demonstrates once again just how fucked up this country has always been, whether it's its treatment of indigenous people or it's its treatment of, of Africans in Africa during, you know, the theft of African people, the enslavement of African people, the creation of, of, um, slave trade. And it was all meant to make people rich. It was all meant to make people wealthy. And you get all this bullshit about, you know, um, well, most Southerners didn't own slaves, but there was this, um, idea that, that was cultivated in the South that if you were white, you were above a black person, that a black person was inferior to you. So maybe you didn't own a slave, but you could take solace in the fact that they were beneath you, that they weren't as smart as you, that they had nothing in common with you. I mean, there was a a concerted effort to separate white people from black people because, you know, white people came here from Europe as indentured servants, which basically meant you were a slave. And these black people and these white people, they stayed in the same um, uh, sleeping quarters sometimes. And they became friends. And they even fought with each other. Uh, Bacon's Rebellion. You had black slaves and you had white folks fighting together because they saw who the oppressor really was. The person with all the fucking money. So let's just kind of fast forward today. I mean, what do you see? You're seeing the same fucking bullshit today. You know, you you see these people who love Trump and just like these people who are poor, have nothing, just love him. And they just they're just sucked into these racist ideas. And the people behind the scenes are just laughing all the way to the bank. They know and they know that as long as people are divided, as long as we're so caught up in our divisions, 
right? That the people in power will maintain their power. And that's just kind of the name of the game. And it's sad. It's pathetic. Uh, makes me sick to see um, our, our president basically embracing white supremacy is just incomprehensible to me. But at the same time, it's it's not surprising. It's not shocking. Or some people say, well, he's the worst president ever. He's he's I mean, we've had other presidents like him. You know, Woodrow, Woodrow uh, Wilson, um, he, you know, he segregated, uh, uh, you know, federal jobs. Um, you know, he was, um, uh, you know, a proponent of the Klan. I mean, he he actually showed the film uh, The a Birth of a Nation, uh, which is basically a film about the Klan and, and white supremacy. Um you know, so we've had other characters like that. Uh, trying to think of his name, um, Andrew Jackson, right? He's on the twenty-dollar bill. I mean, this guy's fucking homicidal maniac, and he was an Indian killer. Um, so, you know, we, we've had some monsters in the White House before. We really have. So there's nothing new about Trump. Maybe there, you know, he's. He's less like a politician. He speaks less like a politician. Um, but, you know, he's everything we deserve. I mean, he really does. You think about Trump, he represents the worst of us. He really, truly does. He represents the worst of us. He represents our anger. He represents our big, fat fucking ego that we have as Americans. I mean, you know, at one time, maybe we could put something on that. You know, we helped, you know, create the industrial revolution and we had a, you know, the best science was here. The best of everything was here. You know, this idea of liberty and freedom and hope for a better future. You know, we kind of represented that. Maybe it wasn't completely real, but now people, I think they just know, you know, you can't hide the history any longer. Now people know our history. Like, oh no, America is just a big fucking facade. And Trump represents that because he's a big fucking facade. What has he done? I mean, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. You know, he's robbed and stolen from pretty much anybody he's dealt with. So, yeah, I mean, he represents the worst of American America. Our ego, our anger, our lack of compassion, our lack of love. And I'm not saying that that's the totality of America because there's some beautiful, amazing people in America. I'm an American. I was born in this country. All right. I feel like I have compassion. I know all kinds of great, wonderful Americans out there. People have compassion, but our voices have been silenced. And now all you just see is the loud, obnoxious assholes out there carrying their fucking guns, you know, screaming about how they don't want to wear a mask, your Karens, your fucking militias it's just it's just absolutely crazy and you know the people who have compassion and the loving and caring people we need to stand the fuck up we need to stand the fuck up you need to join a fucking jujitsu club and you need to learn how to fight too i mean i'm getting sick and tired of watching these liberals get their asses kicked by these fucking fascist uh right wingers like dude join jujitsu I mean, I just, it's just 
crazy to me. I'm like, look, man, just like a little bit of self-defense could go a long way, you know? And, you know, I, I'm one of those guys, like I, I'm a liberal. I mean, if, if you have to, I don't like labels. I don't like to, to say, well, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm this or that. When people ask me, well, what exactly are you? I'm like, I'm a fucking human being. That's what I am. You want to get more specific? I'm indigenous. I'm fucking native. But at the end of the day, I'm just a human being. You know? And part of being a human being is being compassionate and loving. I know part of being a human being is all those other things too. But there has to be that other side, that compassion and that love for community, that compassion, that love for other people. And we're just so ugly and disdainful for anybody who's not like us. It's driving me crazy. It really, really is. Man, I know I'm just rambling on. I'm probably not making a lot of fucking sense. But there's just this spiritual void that I see in this country. And I'm not saying that I'm all religious. I don't even believe in organized religion. I think organized religion is bullshit. I think for the most part, organized religion feeds into our divisions. You know, all these people out there who call themselves Christian. But look at their fucking behavior. There's nothing Christian about them. What we really fucking need is a good, healthy dose of spiritualism, of spirituality. You know, and part of this idea of of spiritualism, the way that it's been taught to me, is this idea that we're all interconnected. That we're all relatives. We're all brothers and fucking sisters. I mean, even your evolutionary biologists argue that this is true, that we're all related. We all come from the same family fucking tree. And that maybe we speak different languages. And maybe because, you know, people lived in the equatorial regions forever and so their skin was darker. People moved to the the poles and their skin got lighter and their hair went straight got straight and because of sexual selection there were certain features that were you know selected out and cer- certain features that were passed on because people thought they were beautiful so now we look different now we've taken these 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 differences these phenotypical differences and we've created these categories race and that's what I learned in this book about you know the definitive history of racist ideas just the craziness in the scientific community um, you know, and, and, it, and, and, you know, there's no wonder why people are so leery of modern science because modern science has been filled with a lot of bullshit. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, you should take off your mask and you shouldn't listen to doctors like Dr. Fauci. I mean, put your fucking mask on. And it's like, you know, I've had people tell me, well, you know, they change their mind all the time. Well, that's kind of how science works. You know, you have a general idea about what's really going on and you collect evidence and you test your idea or your theory or your hypothesis and then you you decide, well, you know what, man, when my hypothesis was just off, the data is telling me something else or maybe the data gives you new questions. And so, you know, now because, you know, there isn't anything definitive coming from the scientific community, people think, oh, it's just all bullshit. No, it's not all bullshit. The scientific method isn't bullshit. I think the way that we use science to manipulate people, right? The way politicians use it is bullshit. But, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. All of our ancestors have used the scientific method, the method of observation. That's how we learn through observing, through testing, through testing ideas, having a general idea about how something works and then testing whether or not it does work 
or whether or not you're right or you're wrong. Or maybe there's a new question that you have just through doing whatever it is that you were doing to figure out if something worked a certain way. And all of our ancestors have done it. But anyway, what we do need is just, you know, just a healthy dose of spiritualism. Getting back to the basics that we're all related. We're all interconnected. You know, we all come from the same family. We all share this fucking planet together. You know, there's all this talk about fucking Mars, going to Mars, and we're going to explore the universe. No, we have this beautiful planet right here where we all evolved from possibly a single cell. You know, there's just some, you know, evolutionary biologists who believe that that all of human life evolved from one cell. That means we're related to everything. Everything that walks this planet, all of the creepy crawlers and all the the bugs, the two-legged, the four-legged, the winged, we're related to all them. If we could just get back to that simple philosophy, maybe we'd be a little happier. We maybe wouldn't be a, a little less uh, xenophobic. We treat people a little better. By you know, I love you know when I love one of the things I love about black people. You know, they call each other brother and sister, and we do that a lot in the native community as well. You know, and like, what's up, brother? You're my brother, and. That, that was real back in the day. Now we just see each other as enemies. You're a Democrat. You're a Republican. You're a fucking socialist. You're a capitalist. You're a capitalist pig. You're a police officer. I'm a civilian. We're just fucking human beings. Anyway, I'm going to take a fucking break here and drink some more water because I'm dehydrated because I need to drink more water and I haven't. And then I don't know, I have some closing thoughts. I don't know if this is making any sense. I hope you're getting something from it. Again, I got a new mic stand. I'm just putting this out there just to uh, try out my mic stand. some water i'm really digging my my mic stand um so i guess i'll just keep going but yeah i just i don't know i just i just see the way people live today and just see the way people have been forced to live in this country and i just think now you just can't you know the reason why just so many people are out there just raging in the streets um people are just fed up people have had enough it's just been I think building up in people and building up with people and once that that spark you know um, was lit there's just no going back just like that fire that's raging out there and once that spark was lit it's like we allowed the underbrush to build up for 150 fucking years because we locked up Indian people on reservations because we just murdered their families and we killed them. We didn't give a shit about what they knew. We didn't give a shit about their knowledge. We didn't take the time to listen to them, to ask them about their lands, to, to, we assume that they were ignorant and stupid. We called them diggers, which is a play on the N word. 
they raped and, and murdered people and and forced people into prostitution. I mean, did some horrible things here in California. Didn't think to ask them, hey man, can you tell us about your connection to the land? Can you tell us about your spirituality? How have you been able to live here out in the wilderness in these harsh landscapes and survive and thrive? Tell us about the laws of interconnectedness. Nah, we just fucking killed a bunch of people, took their shit, and turned it into a giant trash can or a giant fucking mall so we could sell shit, so we could make money and turn the earth into a giant dumping ground. And it's just, again, a lack of spiritualism. And I'm not, I'm not talking about religion. Because, you know, religion is for the fucking birds. I'm not talking about organized religion. I'm just talking about just the idea of interconnectedness. The idea that everything that lives and breathes on this planet, everything that is on this planet is alive. Everything is endowed with some type of spiritual force, spiritual energy. Now we've just turned everything into a fucking commodity we turned african souls into commodities during slavery we turned native american lands that were venerated and celebrated by indigenous people for who knows how many thousands of years right and we just turned these lands into commodities so we can make money so people can become wealthy and you can only do that for so long and maybe who knows? Maybe this 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 empire that we built. Maybe we're on where we're. Maybe we're on our way out. Every empire has crumbled, and maybe it's our turn. I mean, I don't want to think like that. Um, there's some people who do. There's some people who want to see the American empire crumble. I mean, I personally don't. I mean, I, I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my kids. I'm afraid for all of us in this country, but at the same time, I mean, I get it because, I mean, let's face it, this country has brought a tremendous amount of misery, not just here to the First Nations people or to people of color, but all over the fucking globe. And I don't know, maybe our time has come and gone. And maybe we are seeing the last days of the American empire. It's very possible. I mean, you're just pretty, pretty much seeing some, some really ugly shit, but you know, there's been ugly shit. And again, like I mentioned before, there's been a lot of ugly stuff in this country. This country has been ugly. How do you justify enslaving millions of people? How do you justify killing people? It's through the creation of racist ideas. It's through dehumanizing people. It's through creating the concept of the other. And that's what we've done. We've othered people. In the process, we've commodified everything. And a lot of this is, again, back to capitalism. I don't want to get too, too far off. Not that I'm already not far off out there, but, you know, capitalism is a, is a big culprit. And I know there's some people love the free market. Well, you can love the free market, but the free market's fucked up. I'm sorry. You may love what it brings you. You may love all the trinkets, but all this shit that we have, computers and iPhones and, 
and these big ass houses and these big ass cars are just taking us away from who we really are as human beings. They're taking us away from our communities, they're taking us further away from our kids, they're taking us away from our family members. They're just creating more divisions. You see these people now, all they do is spend all fucking day long on a computer, on their phone, on a device. I'm I'm guilty of it. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what I do all day long. I'm on my damn computer. It's sad. You know, and I grew up in the country and you know, life was slower and less stressful. And just look at these cities and the way that people live. There's no wonder there's so much ugliness and negativity. And that's another thing, the negativity that you see in people today. I mean, it's just incredible. It really is. And it's just, it, you just can't hide from anything. You see it in, again, the media. You just see it, generally speaking, how people treat people who look differently, who appear to come from a different background. Um, and then you just generally see that just how people are just feed off of negativity and hate. And it's just so sad. Again, a lack of spiritualism. And I'm just at that, that point in my life. And I really, I truly, I truly just want people to be happy. I really do. I want to be happy. I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel good about the things that I've done with my life. I'm not saying I want to, um, you know, gloss over my mistakes because I've played, I've made plenty of mistakes. We all have, we're human beings. We're not perfect, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that we don't deserve to be happy and free from negativity. And some people are just sucked into this, this negative, you know, vortex and they just feed off it, but they're fucking gossiping and always talking shit about people, putting people down right? Looking to criticize, like look in the fucking mirror, look at your side, fix yourself. And you know, the people who are like that, the people who are negative and the people who are just ugly and mean, these people have problems. These people are not well, they're unhealthy. They're not balanced. But you know, Look at the world. I mean, the world is a crazy schizophrenic place. I mean, you, you can't even blame people for being so damn messed up. I mean, look what we've done to our communities. Look at how we force people to live. Look at how we lock people up in jails, how we isolate people. Look how we treat our elders. I mean, that's a really great way of looking at how the, de the decay of American society is the way that we treat our elders. I mean, the people who are most affected by COVID are our elderly. And look at the response. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. That's my right to not wear. I'm an American. Look at the fucking fat, egotistical stupidity that you see on the part of people. It's not just about you, dumbass. It's about people who are less fortunate because of lack of health care, because of stress, because of all kinds of other uh, social factors are more susceptible to COVID. It's about our elderly that, you know, when you get older, you that comes with a bunch of health issues. And you just see these selfish fucking people. And that's just, that's such a big part of the American way, our selfishness, our meanness. 
and, and you see this, like I feel like this capitalistic system just breeds this. And I, I don't get it. And I don't, I don't understand it anymore. I really, really don't. I mean, I truly just want people to be happy. I know that a lot of people are miserable. I feel really lucky. I have a job. I have people who care about me. I have friends who have a lot. And I know there's people who don't have a lot and they're suffering. But just because you're suffering and just because, you know, maybe life, you know, wasn't too good to you doesn't give you right to treat people like shit. It just doesn't. Anyway. So. I don't know. What are we going to do? How are we going to fix it? Can we fix it? Is there hope? I think there is. I mean, I feel like there is. And I, you know, I keep trying to tell myself that maybe Trump is just, you know, where he's like the, the death pangs of the old racist America. And maybe there's just that part of America is just got, you know, just one last rage in it. And that's what you're seeing right now with these militias and these really hateful racist people who just came out of the woodwork over the past four years. And maybe there's just a, we're experiencing the death pangs and maybe there's a brighter future ahead. I mean, that's what I'm hopeful for. But I, I don't know. I really don't. I can't say anymore. I mean, I'm a sociologist. I'm supposed to kind of know this stuff, but I really don't know. I could only say that we have a lot of work ahead of our, uh, a, a lot of work ahead and we need to work on ourselves. We need to stop being so mean and cruel and we need to stop dividing people based on, you know, racist stereotypes or any kind of damn stereotypes. We just need to allow people to be. And, you know, we need to get outside a little bit if you can, you know, get up to the foothills when these fires are all burned out, you know, get up to the mountains, get a, you know, be around nature when you are, put your fucking phone away, you know, on Instagram, you see people, that's my only experience with social media, because, you know, I have my gym, and I run the, uh, I run the Instagram with some other people, and I see these people, they're out hiking, and they're all posting their pictures of their fucking hike, put your fucking phone away and experience the hike, you know, just experience yourself out there, that was the beautiful thing when I was a kid, and I used to go camping, like, we didn't have any damn devices, we weren't, you know, I see people up in the mountains and, you know, they're not even experiencing nature because they're still connected to their damn devices. Put it away. Get in touch with Mother Earth. Get in touch with, you know, the, you know, when I, I talk, when again, when I talk, when I think about spiritualism, I think about our connection to community. I think our connection to nature. And that's what we need to get back to. Need to get off the goddamn computer. I need to get off this damn computer. No, I can't escape it as part of my job. You know, I'm doing this podcast, and I, I enjoy doing this podcast. But I, I know, I feel like I, I know like this is not real. I got to also, you know, get back to my roots. You know, my ancestors are people of the earth. And we had this deep connection to our ecosystems. And we were brothers and sisters and relatives to everything. Again, the winged, the 
four-legged, you know, the creepy crawlers, the bugs. And we need to get back to that. We need to start treating all life forms with some kind of respect. And probably should start with our loved ones, probably should start with our neighbors, our communities, the people who are less fortunate than us, and there's plenty out there who are, and not be so damn selfish and self-centered. And I know it's hard to do that in a capitalistic world that breeds competition and rugged individualism. I gotta make my way, I gotta accomplish whatever it is I gotta accomplish no matter who I stomp on, who I shit on, who I beat down. Gotta get away from that. And, you know, we have to, you know, find some balance. Anyway, I'm getting a little tired. I'm not so sure anything I said in the last 14 minutes. I'm looking at my time, 14 minutes since I started the second half. I'm not so sure any of this is making any damn sense. But I remain hopeful. I I want you all to remain hopeful. If you have kids, you have an arduous job ahead of you. But I believe that no matter what is happening around the world, you have a tremendous opportunity to raise a human being to be loving and caring and respectful. And if you want to change the world, there's no better way than changing the world through raising your kids in the most healthy, positive environment that you can create. Not a perfect environment, but a healthy environment. Can't raise our kids to think that the world is perfect by all means. That probably is one of the problems that we just raised this last generation to believe that everything has to be perfect. And maybe that's where our anxiety and our neuroticism comes from because everybody thinks everything's got to be perfect, but the world's not perfect. And it's really frustrating me. Well, get fucking used to it. That's the world that we live in. Until we do the work to make it better, it's just going to be a crazy, chaotic, schizophrenic world filled with anxiety and depression. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, 25% of the mood enhancers are gobbled up by people here in the United States. And we only constitute 5% of the world's population. We consume 25% of, again, all these antidepressants. That's a pill for everything now. But the depression and the anxiety, it's real. It's real. So we can't raise our kids to think that the world is perfect. We have to raise our kids to, to fight to make the world as perfect as we can make it. We can't raise our kids to think that they're number one, that they're the best, that they're so fucking special that they don't have to do anything to be seen as being special. I mean, I, I you know, think of, I tell my kids, you're special to me. You know, we have this idea that everybody's special now. So everybody walks around thinking that they're special, that they're influential, and that, you know, I have my my platform. It's, it's you know, my social media or this and that. It's like, well, what the fuck have you done to be special? I mean, go do something. Go accomplish something. Put the fucking phone down and go read a book and learn something. Go get a college degree. Go get some experience somewhere. Then maybe, then maybe, 
But now we have this entitlement type of mindset and we're just entitled to everything. We're entitled to, um, I mean, I think all people are entitled to respect. You know, some people say, well, respect is earned. Ah, fuck that. Everybody deserves respect, no matter who you are. Deserve to be treated fairly and respectfully. But at the same time, life isn't, you know, just a bowl of fucking cherries and, and life is hard. It was hard for our ancestors. There were times that, you know, you, you know, that it wasn't always perfect. That's why you sell. That's why we celebrated life. That was like part of our spiritualism is that, you know, we made it through a tough winter. We survived this. We're strong. And we're going to be thankful to the ancestors for giving us that strength to survive a harsh winter. And that's the kind of mindset we need to have today is that we need to thank our ancestors for getting us right here. Let's fucking honor them by making the world a better place for our fucking kids. Let's honor our ancestors by not being a bunch of wimps and a bunch of sissy fucking lalas, right? Let's get out there and make this world better. Because that's what our ancestors, they did it. They went through a lot to get us here. And if they wimped out, we wouldn't be here today. So there's strength in all of us. I know sometimes we feel weak, but all of us, we're all strong. We all got a certain kind of power inside. We just need to find it. And when we find it, we need to hold on to it. We need to believe that we can make a fucking difference. And then we need to go out there and make a difference. But we gotta stop thinking that we're just special just because we're here. No, you're, no, you're not. You're not. You might be special to the people who care about you, but that doesn't mean you're special to everybody else. And, you know, if you want to be special, fine. Go out there in the world and get shit done. And when you've accomplished something, then, you know, come back and talk to me. And then, you know, you know, I mean, I'll be the first one to be like, you know, congratulations, man. I am not a fucking hater. When people accomplish shit with their lives, I'm the first one to say, man, right on. Good for you. And, you know, it, it took me a long time, even for myself, because, you know, I used to always put myself down and be like, oh, there's nothing special about me. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I got lucky and I, you know, just, you know, things just kind of lined up for me. No bullshit. I had to work hard to get to where I'm at. I had to work hard to get into graduate school. I had to work my butt off to finish my PhD. I had to do a lot to get my job. I had to do a lot to get to where I'm at today. And I'm not even... Um, in, you know, some envious positions. I'm not rich. You know, I don't um, have a big bank account. I don't own anything. I mean, I have my motorcycle. My motorcycle's paid off. But, I mean, I don't own anything. I have no wealth whatsoever. And that's O-fucking-K. But... You know, I feel like I've done a lot with my life. I never would have thought I've been able to do the things that I do. And I finally said, you know what? You know, a friend of mine told me, well, actually, I didn't decide. A friend of mine kind of decided for me. He's like, you know what, dude? You need to stop. He's like, you fucking done a lot with your life. And you need to embrace that shit. Not everybody has done what you've done. So if you want to be special, not, and again, I'm not saying I'm fucking special because I'm not. But if you want to be, go out there and fucking do something. Then we can talk. 
but this idea that we're all fucking entitled to whatever, you know, I, um, have a, uh, a tattoo, a quote by Malcolm X and it's tattooed on my body and I'll go ahead and read it. Maybe I'll end here. It says, nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, you take it. And I really always love that quote. You know, the idea of being a man, and that's not what I, you know, the idea of fighting for equality, fighting for freedom, that nobody's going to give you a shit in this world. You got to fight for it. So go be a fighter. You want to be whatever it is you want to be, good at jujitsu, you want a college degree, you want to get into graduate school, you're going to have to fight for it. You want to see change in this world, you're going to have to fight for it. Nothing's going to be given. That's just not how it's never been that way. You know, there's a few people, maybe it's the, you know, looking at the power elite, you know, the power elite in this country, you know, these people, yeah, maybe some of these people were born with a silver spoon in their their mouth and they had everything handed to them. But even those people, you know, they're working 24 seven to maintain their power, to maintain their hegemony over us. Trust me, they're not just sitting back, you know, enjoying the fruits of their labor and maybe other people are enjoying the fruits of their they're out there just trying to control maintain power maintain hegemony so if you want anything in this world go out there and fight for it if there's something you believe in go out there and fight for it as long as it doesn't involve doing harm to other people as long as it doesn't involve um, destroying other people's lives I have some other thoughts on some other things, but I'll just go ahead and end there. I'm getting close to an hour and I'm probably talked a little bit too long. I hope you got something from this. I hope that if you are not feeling too good about yourself, that you know you go surround yourself with good people. Always try to give advice to people I mentor and you know people who ask and I always tell them surround yourself with people who believe in you people who celebrate your accomplishments and disconnect yourself from the people who are hating on you and that might even mean family that might even be your closest friend it's okay to do it There's a lot of fucking haters out there you know my dad used to say it and it's become a cliche but he used to always tell me this as a kid you know misery loves company And it's true. So get those people who are miserable out of your life and surround yourself with people who believe in you. Who, When you do something good with yourself, you get a college scholarship or you get the new job. People are like, man, that's that's awesome. You know, I'm proud of you. And uh, celebrate life, man. Celebrate life because it goes by fast. Like life is just over. I got cut off there. I wasn't paying attention. I actually uh, shut off my re- my record button there. So um, I'm just going to make this last point here. I was trying to uh, end on a positive note. So I'm going to see if I can pick up where I left off. But the main point I was trying to make at the end here is just got to learn to celebrate life. Enjoy your life. We have one shot. It's going by fast. 
I mean, I just can't believe just how quickly life has passed me by. And I spent so much time worrying about shit that I shouldn't have worried about. Stressing about stuff that I shouldn't have been stressing about. And I wish I would have been more, would have focused more on just celebrating and enjoying the things that I have. Celebrating and enjoying the fact that I just, that I'm here today. That I have fucking air in my lungs. It might be shitty, you know, air because of these fires, but I have air in my lungs. I'm alive. And sometimes it's just that basic. Because life is going to pass you by. And, you know, I'm getting older. I got gray hair. And, you know, my body's starting to betray me slowly but surely. But we can still find time just to celebrate that we're here. Enjoy our lives. Not take things so seriously. I'm not saying that we have some serious shit out there. We do. It's all kinds of crazy shit happening in this world. But... I want people, my friends, the people I love, the people I care about, I want them to find joy in life. Life isn't supposed to be a veil of tears. It isn't. It's not supposed to be like that. I'm not saying there isn't any kind of suffering. There is. Sometimes there's terrible suffering. But it isn't supposed to be all bad. And we have to take responsibility for that. We can make our lives better. And it just starts with just celebrating the little things. You know, I got to go train jujitsu tonight. I didn't train very hard. You know, my, my lungs um, just weren't having it. But, you know, I was around good people, had some good laughs, and, you know, made me feel good. Had some good conversations. Got to see friends. And, man, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm just going to focus in on that. You guys go out there, do the things that you want to do with your life. And like I said, surround yourself with positive, healthy people. Get those other people out of your lives. All those negative, hateful people who lack compassion. Surround yourself with people who believe in you. All right, I'm out.